and online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960 The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. I am Brian Hanks, allegedly. I am sitting across from the freshly shorn and uh, I got to tell you, extremely cute uh, <laughs> Jason Bryant sitting here across from me right now. I've got uh, free throw shooting champion uh, Scott Whittington sitting here in the studio with me, too. Uh, on the line with us on our Spence Automotive guest line, we've got uh, one of the smartest people I know on this planet, Paul Whittington, uh, who, uh, if people are just joining us, Paul, share that breaking news that you shared with us uh, in the first hour. I'm going to the beach next week. <laughs> okay, share the other news that you've, uh, that you've, that, uh, that's happening in your family right now. Yeah, Sam and I are expecting a baby boy to arrive this fall. That is awesome, man. Uh, we've been, I've been, you know, I've known for, uh, what, about three weeks now, maybe. Uh, it's, been, it's been right at two months. Oh, my God. I didn't realize it had been that long. Yeah. But, uh, man, I've been sitting on that one. I've, I've done my best not <laughs> to say anything other than you do know everywhere your mother goes, she, like, will just bust into belt down the, you know, down at the Vernon Park Mall and just yell, I'm going to be a grandmother. Or, uh, you know, she did it at King's Restaurant. She's done it at uh, Lovick's Cafe. I mean. People are going to start thinking she's got Tourette, so she's just so. <laughs> exactly, dude. <laughs> Uh, and I know part of this, I mean, I know you're happy to be a father and everything, but you're extremely happy yeah. to be a, uh, uh, uh to, to, to help make Linda a grandmother, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That, that was your main motivation behind all this, right? <laughs> anyway, oh, so there you go. As we, we, we talked about, if you missed the first hour of today's show, you missed, I don't know how to describe it, Jason. You missed an hour of the Brian Hanks chaos. show. How's that? Just say chaos. Fine, yeah, it, chaos is a good way to put it because we had, uh, of course, Linda in here. We also had her sister, uh, Julie, uh, making her show debut. And like I said, Jason, I'm there's a part of me that's really glad you missed it. I mean, it was nothing bad. I mean, oh, there weren't man. any cur- – it just was – it was chaos. That was a good way to put it, We're, Scott. Uh, you knew what you were getting yourself into. Yeah. So I don't know why I'm surprised right now. Yeah, it's – it's a holiday, man. It is, and it's the last day before vacation. I just want to remind people, we've been trying to tell them all week, Jason, that especially over the last three days. So what's going to happen next week? Uh, I guess we're just going to have CBS programming, right? Correct. In our spot. But I just don't want people to forget. You know, I don't want them to forget about us, though, Jason. No, they won't. Okay. I mean, you're still, I mean, post some stuff on social media. You're fine. I will. I will. I will. Yeah, but sure. CBS Sports Radio has great programming. I mean, you listen to it all throughout the rest of the day. You'll just get... I guess it's DA in the morning. Is it DA? It is DA, yep. (laughs) It's kind of funny because his show's from 6 to 10, and we're right. We take the meat of his his, uh, time away from when we're on from 7 to 9. Yeah, In the beginning, an hour in the end. Yep. But now you can listen to it in its entirety. And And then you'll miss us. They'll miss us. That's right. Right? You never know what you got until it's gone. There you go. There you go. Uh, but, uh, But that'll be next week. We'll be off. We'll be back on the 17th with uh bells on i'll be fresh i i I gotta tell you man not that i'm i love you jason i'm not mailing in today's show but i I feel like i'm sort of mailing in today's show dude i'm just and that's what we're here for man we're just we're just a bunch of guys that um number one we're friends yeah um outside of radio so it's just a kind of a continuation of normal conversation that we would have sitting around watching a ball game 
With lots but, of different team colors. Yeah, but I was about to say, with lots of different team colors on. I love it. And he sad-eyes me. Yeah, well, I know he should. He should. There's nothing wrong with that. But we've got the smartest sports fan that I know on the line. And I mean yeah. that sincerely. I'm not saying that ironically or anything. Paul Whittington is a smart mofo, dude. I'm just going to be quiet and let him finish his NASCAR <laughs> stuff because it's Positivity Friday. That's what we're going to call it. It is. It's positive. And I'm not going to be negative and just start hammering NASCAR like I do on a regular basis, but – so when you were giving us all those uh, points updates and uh, penalty updates, yeah. where do we sit? When I look at the point standings right now, Paul Whittington and it's got Ross Chastain at number one with 259, Christopher Bell second 229, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Larson, Joey Logano, and so off, so on and so forth. Is that going to stick or uh, do we still? I mean, I got to tell you, man, my and it wasn't your fault, Paul. You were giving us great information, yeah. but. You know, one's eyes start to glaze over when you hear, well, there's penalty, you know, there's a appeal, then there's yeah. an appeal to the appeal, there's a final appeal. <laughs> Where do we stand right now yeah. when it comes to all that? Yeah, so the, um, I mean, Hendrick Motorsports is done. They they have not said yet, at least publicly, whether or not they'll appeal all the penalties that came out yesterday. I'm sure that they will. Um, as far as uh, college racing, they will go to the final appeals process. Kenny Hamlin, he's done. Right. Uh, so, so as it stands right now with what happened to the 24 and the 48, uh, it threw Alex Bowman down from first to seventh in the points, and it uh, took William Byron from fourth to 14th in the points. Okay. There you go. What'd you have, Jason? You. Oh, right. I thought you. I thought you were wanting to ask something. Okay. Well, I mean, can you picture this happening to Dale Earnhardt? No. No. Not even John, Jeff Gordon. No, I, Jimmy not Johnson, even Jeff, Jeff Gordon. Gordon. That, yeah. That's the most ridiculous part about it. I mean, I'm trying to compare this to, you know, NASCAR wants to be like other sports and comparing this, okay, a guy hits three home runs last night. Do they go saw his bat in half, look at the inside, <laughs> see how it's made, what it's put together with? No, man. Well, okay, but what if his bat broke, though, and a, and a cork pops out? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I get that, but – I mean, it's just gotten so technical and so exhausting. And it's just, it's not good for NASCAR. It's not. Like, I listen to the show. I listen to what y'all say. I've tried, I've really gave it a fighter's chance, like uh, an old college try to try to watch it. And then you watch it, and then you're like, okay, I just invested three hours of my life. And guess what? Excuse my language, but none of that crap mattered. Yeah. And then yeah. they go through this yeah. stuff behind the scenes, and it's like you wake up on Tuesday and Wednesday, and you're like, "Oh, well, fine." So, 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 what I invested my time and energy in didn't like that didn't happen. Yeah, no, you're right. So, you're you're absolutely right. Um, I, I I will say, yeah, this is this is it's it's dumb the the way that they're the way that they're doing all this. Um, I I don't think it's. It's really, really, really annoying that, you know, you're, you're going to take a hundred car wins and you're going to take that back to the R&D center. And then you're going to take two random cars. And I'm sorry, but when you pick the 24 and the 48, like, I don't believe that you reached into a hat and pulled out those two numbers for a second. And then you still tell everybody in the media, like, I, I know you're not going to go in front of the media and say, Oh yeah, we picked these two cars intentionally to to kind of screw Hendrick over. You're going to go and say, you know, the process is random. It's just as random as it's always been. No, it's not. You you took you went and picked out two Hendrick cars and you took them back to the R and D center um, because because you're mad at the appeals board and you want to stick it to Hendrick. I mean, that's clearly what this is. 
Um, but it's also NASCAR trying to regain control of the garage area because when when Hendrick Motorsports' penalty was um, reduced in the way that it was, the 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 word or kind of the sentiment in the garage area was that it's the Wild West now. NASCAR had lost all control over the teams, the drivers, and and stuff like that. And so this this was them trying to regain control. But I I I. I don't like the way that they did it. If, you know, if the cars are illegal, the cars are illegal and they should be, they should be fine. People should be suspended, whatever. Um, but, but this was a very targeted attack. It seems at least from my vantage point. Yeah, I got so much more I want to talk about, but I do want to ask you this real quick. So these violations, mm-hmm. what's the deal with the violations? They seem very minor to me. Is it a safety yep. issue? Is it a speed issue? What's what's the reason that these rules, particular rules that are being violated, is in place? What's the advantage that they're gaining from the from breaking these rules? So let's go back to the hoodlovers for for a moment. First of all, the the greenhouse thing. I, I don't think there's any sort of advantage to that. I mean, if there was, those those cars would have would have been running up front. I mean, yeah, the William Byron car was running up front, but you know, Alex Bowman didn't have a great day at Richmond. Um, Let's go back to the hoodlovers for, for just a moment. You know, these are – I don't think that there was any any gain from modifying the hoodlovers. Uh, when, when Hendrick Motorsports received them, they, they did not meet NASCAR specifications and they didn't meet OEM specifications, but they had to, had to put them on a race car, right? Um, so it's – they confiscated them. They put new hoodlovers on and the car still ran up front. Like, I don't think there was any sort of competitive advantage. What is what the problem is is with this next gen race car, teams aren't manufacturing their own parts and pieces anymore. They're not doing their own fabricating or, or anything like that. They have to go to a specific vendor to buy a specific part. That vendor sends the part to to the teams and they assemble the race cars. So every single part comes from a different single source vendor. The problem in all this is that the vendors aren't held accountable. That's that's the biggest issue. But because these are single source parts, the the rule book is very clear. You can't make any sort of modifications to the single source parts. You can't go out and fabricate your own. If you have a part, if, if there is a process for if if you receive a part that does not meet specifications, you're to contact NASCAR. They'll come look at it and they'll give you a new one that does meet specifications. Hendrick may, may or may not have followed that process a couple of weeks ago. But the root of the problem here, Jason, is that NASCAR has mandated you have to buy this part from this person and you cannot make any modifications to it whatsoever. It's just way too much for me. It is, man. I mean, if it takes a – Scott, are you awake over there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at Scott. Like, he looks like he's out. Like if you, if you wanted to start something, yeah, like mm-hmm. start – Racing, yeah. Let people build cars and race, yeah. And yeah. you would, yeah. And I mean, I know you wouldn't attack NASCAR, but you could wear it, you know, slowly but surely, you know, tap into <laughs> it. But it's it's just ridiculous, man. Show up with your race car. I understand there's got to be, but back when I was in way into racing, and I worked with a guy, I was a kid, I was excited, and we went to the shop and worked on it. And they they raced over at Kenley at Southern National. I mean, it was height of the car, it was spoiler angle. It was specification of tires. Yeah. You got a roll cage. You got your window net up. You got your five point. You know, harness on. Harness yeah. on. Let's go racing. 
Yeah. And that's all it was. Yep. And it was so much more simple. Now, now they had to check, like, if he won, they they checked the gas. Like I said, height of the car. Yeah. Spoiler angle, tires. Mm-hmm. It's so complicated. And, I but mean, anyway. that that is. It's frustrating to, to the average fan who, like me, Paul, is trying to get back into it. I mean, and, I've tried, guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I really have. I've tried to watch it. And, and I enjoy watching the product. I don't enjoy all this other nonsense at the yeah. end of it. Absolutely. We yeah. still have you for a couple more yeah. minutes? or uh, yeah. Let's yep. talk about the All-Star race. You sent me this information on uh, the All-Star format, which I believe came out yesterday. And, you know, uh, you know, we're going to be up there. Uh, I, re- I really want to go, but I did not want to deal with the traffic up there. Y'all have fun with that. <laughs> it, and it's going to – it was a bear 27 years ago. I remember uh, right? that one road in, the one road out. That was what killed it, honestly. But yeah. it'll still be great, man. It'll be great. I'll be watching that as long as nothing crazy. Well, you'll see uh, – we'll, we'll wave at you on TV, okay? I'm sure I'll see you. <laughs> yeah. How many people is it going to hold up there? 30,000? How many? Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's somewhere around there. I, I actually don't don't know. And that's crazy because Wilkes County all together. I need to look can, this up. I think Wilkes County. Yeah, you can, may, you, can maybe, you can maybe look that up while I, while I talk through the format. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so the format was released yesterday, to, to your point. Uh, it was actually released by Dell Jr., um, who, who will run in the, the modified race again this year. Uh, it, the all-star race will actually span the entire weekend this time, which I think is really cool. So on Friday we'll have uh, practice and the pit crew challenge. Pit crew challenge um, qualifying will be based on uh, pit stop time only, four-tire pit stop, no fuel, results determined starting lineup for all-star heat races and the all-star open. So you'll have practice and the pit crew challenge on Friday, Saturday, we'll run All-Star Heat Race number one and two. And then on Sunday, the All-Star Open and the All-Star Race. The All-Star Heat Race is on Saturday, 60 laps each. Results of Heat Race number one will set the All-Star Race inside row. And the results from Heat two will set the outside row for the All-Star Race. Uh, and then on Sunday, it's the All-Star Open and the actual All-Star Race. So if you're locked into the All-Star Race, how you get locked in is you either win a NASCAR points race, Cup Series points race from 2022, last year, or this year. Past All-Star race winners and previous NASCAR Cup Series champions that are full-time drivers competing for the Cup Series title this year are also locked in, so that would exclude Jimmy Johnson and or uh, Dylan Hart Jr. All-Star Open top two finishers are locked in, and then NAS- the, the, the NASCAR fan vote winner. So everybody that's not locked in gets to race in the open. Uh, each one of the open races will be 100 laps each. Competition break uh, about lap 40. The top two finishers will transfer to the all-star race. Fan vote winner also transfers to the all-star race. Uh, they'll start on ticker, sticker tires. One additional set in the pit box. All laps will count overtime rules in effect. What that means when all time all laps count is we will not stop counting when the caution flag comes out. And then we'll run the all-star race, 200 laps. All those laps count. Uh, the winner gets a cool $1 million. Wow. What about the people? I love it. Oh, I, I love, love it, too. Point. I think it's going to be good, dude. Uh, yeah. uh, so who do we how, – how many racers are already in it as we sit here right now? Uh, there's, there's about 10 or so that are already locked in. Just 10? And if you, and if you give me a second – I. No, I'm sorry. It's more than that because you had 19 winners last year. 
Okay. So it's all the yeah. – go um, ahead, Jason. So they should just take the winner of the two of the two opens instead of the first two. What does that do? It dilutes the product, and if you're in second, you're not trying to win. Yeah. I mean, I think they should just take the winners. Scott, wake up. What do you think? Yeah. So, so here we go. Here's- <laughs> what a contribution there by Scott Whittington. Go ahead, Paul. Drivers locked into the all-star race. Christopher Bell, Ryan Blaney, Alex Bowman, Chase Briscoe, Chris Buescher, Kyle Busch, William Byron, Ross Chastain, Austin Sendrick, Austin Dillon, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Eric Jones, Brad Keselowski, Kyle Larson, Joey Logano, Tyler Reddick, Daniel Suarez, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Martin Truex Jr., and Bubba Wallace. There you go. Well, you finally woke Scott up over here when you said Bubba Wallace. <laughs> there you go. Squirrel. Well, we are going to be live from there that week. Uh, so, uh, very excited about that. Is, uh, well, I hope the internet works over there. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried about No, we're, we're actually going to do it from the hotel room, though. Okay. We're not going to do it from the Speedway. I'm not going to <laughs> – I'm not taking all my all this equipment out there to the Speedway. But we'll, we'll be actually live from Galax, Virginia. Okay, how about that? Uh, that's a place I've never been. <laughs> You've never been to Galax? Oh. That's where my people are from, my, or my mom's people are from, is Galax and Hillsville, oh. and Independence, Virginia, all in that neck of the woods. So uh, there you go. What's the date of that? You know, I, I hold on. I think it's okay to be surprised when somebody from like North Carolina has never been to Raleigh or Charlotte or just anybody in general has never been to like New York City or Las Vegas. Like, it's okay to be surprised by that. But it's a little bit reaching when you're surprised that somebody hasn't been gay lacked. My time. man. <laughs> I, love, I love you, man. I know you got my back. You give me a hard time, but you take up for me. Yeah, Paul does. Paul's a good guy, that's for sure. Uh, wait, when is that weekend again, dude? Uh, well, it's forty-four days from today. Okay. So if you're doing if you're doing the math, and I don't I'm have not. the date right I asked you to do it. Well, this I don't have you, the date right in front of me. This is what you get out of Paul. Okay? He said, "Do the math." Forty-four you, days. I yeah. know. I've got my calendar out here on my phone. I'm trying to see here. Let's see. That should be the weekend, weekend. of May twentieth. The weekend of May twentieth. There, there we go. You go. I had to find it real quick. There you go. Yeah. Everybody, settle down. We found it. It's May twentieth. <laughs> it's on the calendar. We got it circled. But we were, this is what's cool. You'll like this, Jason. We were going to sleep in his truck, okay? <laughs> Am I joking, Paul? No, that was the original plan. Yeah. We were <laughs> going to sleep in his truck. We were going to flip for who was going to be in the bed of the truck and who was going to sleep in the back. You know, he's got that big old Toyota Tundra. I mean, that's, you know, it's a big old pickup truck. But, man, that was going to be uh, one of us is going to sleep in the bed one of us is going to sleep in the back seat of it, that bench seat. So we decided to break down. And, you know, what? We're, we're not poor anymore. I mean, we decided to get a hotel about 20 miles away, 25 miles away. So, Man, back in, I don't know, 03 or 04, we went to the all-star race in Charlotte, and we actually slept at a rest stop. <laughs> Did you really? Well, that one right in Concord, right above the speedway? It might have been that one. You do know. Gosh, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying that. That used to be because I lived in uh, you know, in Gastonia yeah. and Shelby and worked up there. There was always – they always had bus up there. Uh, there was a lot of homosexual activity in that uh, <laughs> rest stop. I'm not joking. You wouldn't believe it. It was like every other weekend – uh, they were having like uh, the okay. It co- wasn't that rest stop. It was closer to Greensburg. <laughs> it's a Cabarrus <laughs> County Sheriff's Office. They would have bus out. I don't there, know but. where it was at. All I know is we slept for like three or four hours and drove the rest of the way because we were exhausted. Well, then it probably done. wasn't that one then yeah. because uh, that one's like literally. 
probably five minutes from the speedway. No, so okay. no, it, no, it was up um, eighty five a little bit back okay. towards Greensboro. There you go. Do you think we were going to go there, Paul? No, he didn't. Man, this this is like this, this has to be without question by a long shot. <laughs> this is not the, the show we needed to edition. turn to turn listeners off before he goes on vacation. <laughs> this is I'll say this has been the most non sequitur uh, show we've ever had where we've just been all over the place. Chaos. Chaos. That's the best way to put it. There, I, Scott I don't Whittington. even think. I I don't even think it's that uh, that that you just keep going off the rails. It's when we do go off the rails, we go to some really weird, dark places. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bristol, real quick, tell uh, give us uh, a little. I know you need to go, and we've got about 10 minutes left before we turn it over to the birthday game here, uh, Paul Whittington. Paul, you've been talking about NASCAR for 30 minutes, just so you know that. Yeah, I, I know. But, I don't but, I've only, but I've only actually talked for NASCAR about three minutes. <laughs> this is true. That's I don't true. know. You just went down the whole roster of the of the All Star race. That took like two and a half. Which took thirty seconds. Oh, no, 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 it did not. Oh, there was nineteen not. drivers. Okay, ladies, <laughs> ladies, get us ready for Bristol this weekend. The dirt race, which I got to tell you, I'm still not. And I know you're not that big a fan of it either, Paul. And I'm not. It is what it is. I guess there's a segment of the audience that, uh, or the segment of the fan population that enjoys it. I'm not part of that, dude. When it's throwing so much dirt that people can't see out of their windshields and there's just accidents happening that don't need to be happening. Dude, I don't know, man. I, please tell me this is the last year we're going to have the dirt race in Bristol. No clue. Um, we, we don't know what the new schedule looks like yet. We'll, we might know this weekend when they announce, when Bristol announces tickets for, for next year. Maybe we'll find out. Uh, yeah, I don't like it either. I do like the trucks on dirt. Uh, but I liked it when they were running at Eldora. I, I, I don't like the fact that we're putting dirt on the racing surface at Bristol. Um, but, but I know that they wanted to get more people in the door there at Bristol because attendance had suffered over the last few years uh, for the spring race on the asphalt or on the concrete. Um, but we're going to Bristol Dirt this weekend, third time that we've been here. Um, they put dirt pretty much all over the place, and you slip and slide for, for a couple of hours before the, before the checkered flag comes out. Sometimes it... It, it does produce some moments of, of decent racing, but sometimes it's just a little bit of a wreck fest. So I, I just want to, I just want to kind of get it over with. Not a fan of putting dirt on Bristol. I, I don't care if we run dirt, dirt race. I don't yeah. care if we do a dirt race. I would rather keep it in the truck series, but if they want to bring it to the cup series, it wasn't a, really a segment of the fans. It was a segment of the broadcasting partners that really wanted this. It was Fox that really wanted this. So, I don't care if we run a dirt race. I would just rather do it at a dirt track. When is not a track that we have to put dirt on? Yeah. When is the race? Sun- Saturday. It'll be or on Sunday? Sunday. Okay. Who are the it'll, favorites? It'll be on Sunday. I'm sorry, dude. Go ahead. Um, it, it'll be on Sunday. They'll um, they have a couple of practice sessions today, weather permitting. They'll do qualifying tomorrow. The truck series will run tomorrow, uh, and then the the cup race Sunday night, six o'clock. Oh, it'll be great because look at all. The rain is getting ready to go through Bristol. Yeah, that'll uh, be. Will they be run great. out there uh, if they're if it's raining? They will. Uh, you go back to the first year. I mean, it was it wasn't a dirt race; it was a mud race. And I mean, yeah, they ran the they ran the truck race, and they had to throw the caution about every ten laps before they finally gave in and postponed it because they they run three laps and just the front of the race trucks were just caked in dirt. Couldn't see out the windshield. It was. It was a nightmare, so uh, they they had to try to dry it out. They did end up running the cup race in the rain. Um, the the cup cars didn't collect dirt near as bad as the trucks, uh, 
Um, but I, but I think that was because it wasn't raining when the truck started. Um, so you just had, a, had a bunch of loose dirt, the rain, I guess maybe somehow helps keep it packed. I don't know, but, um, it just, uh, the first year was just not fun. Uh, last year was, was a better race because there was great weather. Um, and the, the, the surface held up, but I, but I, I guess that's my problem. You go, you go to a, a track where you got to put dirt down and like thing, things go wrong and, and you can't maintain it like you do uh, a track that is, was built as a dirt track. You know, a long time ago, um, there was an invention made and they started using it and now we drive on it. It's called pavement. Right. Yeah. And Crazy. Crazy how that works. And NASCAR continues to do stupid things, and you take one of the best venues, arguably, in NASCAR mm-hmm. racing, one of the most exciting weekends. I would argue that the two races at Bristol were some of the best racing yeah. that was to be had, and you ruined one of them, and you put dirt on it. But anyway. Yeah, it, to, to your point, it, it was this track did produce the best racing. It had suffered. But before we put the dirt down, it had suffered for about six years because the cars change and the, I mean, the track just goes through a natural evolution of changes. Um, you know, from putting all the rubber down to, uh, just the, the cars changing, uh, you know, the weather kind of changes the racetrack and, and old Bristol was you, you run the bottom of the racetrack pretty much all the way around and then, as these cars developed and the, and the track went through some of those natural changes, the cars moved up the racetrack and that, that kind of killed some of the, some of the good old school Bristol racing that, that we had saw. And then they put that PJ one stuff down to try to get cars down at the bottom of the racetrack. And it didn't really work out as well as it maybe did at, uh, at other racetracks. But once you put that down, you're kind of stuck with it. Uh, you you kind of have to keep running it until it just completely wears out. So it's uh, they're they're making they're making positive gains and seeing last week's race at, at Richmond gives me hope not only for Martinsville but when we go back to Bristol and run the pavement uh, later this year for the Bristol Night Race. Well, there you go, well, which is a, the best race on the schedule. Oh, I agree. I I've said that for years. I mean, when I was uh, covering NASCAR back in the late nineties uh, for the Gaston Gazette and the Shelby Star, my favorite place to go. Now, I've never been. I think I've told you this jason i know i've told you paul that i've never been as a fan i've covered bristol six times seven times through the years i've always wanted to go as a fan and just sit in the stands with my headphones on and uh dude i won i won tickets on the david glenn show did you really with sport clips and was in the suite for a nascar race incredible oh i know dude thunder valley man it is amazing who are your favorites there we're gonna let you go here paul who are your favorites at uh at bristol this weekend and who who do you think is going to win uh who all that dude well kyle kyle larson is the current odds on favorite um he's going off at five to one tyler reddick six to one christopher bell seven to one chase briscoe nine to one i like christopher bell and chase briscoe Okay. Uh, I actually, I think I, I think I would put Chase Briscoe ahead of Christopher Bell. These are guys, Christopher Bell and Chase Briscoe are guys that, you know, cut their teeth dirt racing. They're, they're some of the best dirt racers in the world. Uh, I, I look at Chris Busher or Chris Busher, Chase Briscoe, uh, to win this weekend. Okay. Well, very good. Well, Paul, the next time I see you will be on Outer Banks time, dude. 
Can't wait because this was a lot. <laughs> this was a this, lot. This, this time, is the longest you've been this time on. Time we've been yeah. together. Yeah, this this was exhausting. I'm going back to bed. I am too. I'm telling you, uh, <laughs> I, it may be a minute before I get it uploaded because uh, I think that's what I'm going to do too, or maybe just not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe just not. Paul, thanks a lot, buddy. We will, hey, we'll see you tomorrow yep. in the Outer Banks, dude. Sounds good. See you guys then. There you go. That's Paul Whittington, our regular Friday guest. We've got about another, uh, let me see here. we got about another six or seven minutes, and I've got to pick your brain, Jason Bryant. And we got to talk to Scott, too. Scott was working the scoreboard up at uh, the ECU baseball game that. yesterday. Sends me a picture of Dontrez Styles with Coach Schwartz and uh, the ECU basketball team at the baseball game yesterday, Scott. Mm-hmm. He was uh, on his official visit yesterday and actually saw him a couple times on campus yesterday, um, him and the entire coaching staff um, yesterday. I got to tell you. and uh, That would make me very excited, but I think that's due diligence. It's due diligence, I think, is part of it. But I got to tell you, and uh, he's listening to the show right now, but there's an anonymous listener who is part of the Pirate Club who uh, is very excited about uh, – this whole possibility and i know trez is in uh in dc right now i know he went up last night to go up to uh, georgetown so he's having his official visit with georgetown today but uh i gotta tell you man and, and i'm not saying this to be hyperbolic i mean there really there's a lot of optimism around greenville right now uh well, i mean Jason there should be he is somewhere that he can go and he can make a difference he'd get plenty of playing time he'd be able to prove himself um can you but Dude, I, you saw Takori facing at yeah. the MO, at the Brandon Ingram MLK Classic. Can you imagine Don Trez and Takori playing together? And the kid, who's the good. kid from Northern Nash? Southern uh, Jordan Vick. Yeah, Jordan Vick from Northern Nash, and then the core of uh, the team that did pretty well last year. Talk to me, Jason. Listen, I, it, I'm trying not it, to get overexcited here. It might not happen, and it probably won't happen. <clears throat> but here's the thing that's been well documented that we've all talked about. And I think anybody um, that's a member of the Pirate Club in Lenore County has talked about this. It might not happen, probably won't happen this time, but they're being seen with these higher-profile Eastern North Carolina kids, and it will pay off down the road because that's something that hasn't happened in the past. Well, what do you think? I think uh, we are all you can pretty agree much with that. state. Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> you know, I've really turned the page on college basketball for this year. Yeah. Um, well, we can't you until know, Trez and Damien I, decide where they're going. I always thought State. I mean, I thought until Roy offered him, I thought State in the beginning. But, I mean, that's still what I'm thinking. But we'll see. I mean, it could – I mean, I don't know the pieces that they have. I don't know who else they're talking to. Damien. I don't. I don't know. But we'll see. We'll see. Trivia, did you hear – and I th- I know you've been so busy this week as you're getting ready for uh, for your vacation too. Uh, did you hear uh, the trivia question I posted yesterday? Who was the last uh, – don't say anything, Scott, because I know you heard it. Who was the last North Carol- University of North Carolina basketball player that transferred from the Tar Heels to NC State? I didn't know that there was one. There was one in uh, 1948. So what, almost 80 Tommy years Maddox? ago. <laughs> Wait a, oh, I wish I had my laugh thing there. No, that's awesome. No, he stayed in state the whole time. This is going to shock you, dude. Bones McKinney. Was it Bones? Bones McKinney, who transferred from the University of North Carolina to uh, NC State and then eventually coached at, at Wake, uh, Forest. Wake Forest. Yeah. I, I met him at Rockola Cafe after a state game one night. Did you? Yeah. 
Good guy? I did. Yeah, he was super nice. I, I mean, I was I was probably younger than Connor is. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. But how about that? So, Dontrez Styles could be in the same breath in the same statement as yeah. Bones McKinney. I think that's pretty impressive, you know? It is. It's pretty cool. It's getting, it looks dark outside. It is. Well, dude, you know it's supposed to – rain's coming in, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried about if we can even get the Wood Ducks game in tonight. You yeah. Know? Can I – um? Please, please. Uh, <laughs> Dude, this couple, show's been off the rails since it started at 7 o'clock this morning. Cu- so, couple things. Um, first thing is we have a um, super opportunity to become a sponsor of the Brian Hanks show. Um, Tony and I have put together something um, that gives the client even more value than just your show. There's mm-hmm. plenty of value with your show on a daily basis. But we're going to tie it in with R&S, and we're going to give them some spots on the big boy station. So if you're interested, it's priced accordingly. Uh, on the blowtorch, that's what I like to call W the big W. We're the baby WRNS. Yeah. That's the blowtorch. Beast big. of the East, baby. <laughs> and um, isn't but, it the number one station in these size markets or something like that? Didn't well, Tony? Uh, as far as country music station, oh. yes, it has more share in Eastern North Carolina than um, any other part of the country. Yeah, yeah, by share. Which is like that's amazing for yeah, Eastern North Carolina to be number I'm one. I'm not going to start throwing out numbers because I get, I get up, I get in trouble if it's not. You're accurate, a hardworking man, but you're not but, the smartest man, Jason. No, I'm not. But <laughs> Scott, you know, help, help, help support yeah. your business by letting us advertise for you on on your show, yep. and then we'll give you some spots on WRNS too. That's so awesome. if you want more information, you can reach out to me uh, or any of Brian's and he'll get you in touch with me, but yep. we got that. And I just want to touch for a minute. We're a month away um, from the barbecue festival. I know we'll be talking about a lot coming up. Easton Corbin's coming from Nashville. It's going to be a heck That's of a of show. Scott's favorite artist. I'm telling you, dude, Scott, I got you covered. Um, but downtown Kenston is going to be rocking and rolling. Yeah. Um, you just can't wear like a Jimmy Allen or, yeah. I, I, I Anybody else's shirt to Eastern yeah. Corbin. Yeah. Just your fandom. We're going to draft. <laughs> this Next year on Christmas Eve, we'll draft who Scott can't pull for. In 2024. In 2024. I like it. And just make a list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picking on you, Scott. I know. I'm fine. I'm just over here. Relax a little bit. But if he keeps backing up, I'm going to see his Duke underwear, and I'm not real excited about but that. Anyway, okay? But anyway, it's a. Uh, Barbecue Festival is going to be a great weekend. I think Tammy and them are well on their way with all their cook teams and sponsors. But if you want to support a great cause, you know, get your buddies, get in the backyard division, and and register a cook team, cook a pig. And uh, if your business wants to sponsor, go ahead and do that because it's uh it's coming up. And the uh, golf tournament was very successful. We had 112 golfers. We raised a ton of money for St. Jude. It was awesome. Yeah, that's your baby. Awesome, 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 man. Well, I'm. Dude, ridiculously proud of you because that's your baby and it's that's hard, what man. you do every year. It's hard. To do. Mike Wesco at Carter Creek Golf Club, man, if y'all are looking for a place to play golf, call Mike and go over there. It's phenomenal. If if, if you got friends that live outside of the area, um, Cam McRae has built condos out there that you can stay in for the weekend and play golf. Just go out there, invite some friends down, take advantage of it. It's one of the best places in East North Carolina to play golf. Matter of fact, it is the best place. Mike and their staff will take care of you. He's fantastic to work with. So, you know, do that as well. Saw Cam last night at the Wood Ducks game. Listen, yep. we'll wrap it up here. Scott, final thoughts. You've been sitting there very quiet. Yeah. Uh, fun, crazy show this morning. 
thank you for uh, we've never i gotta tell you in 838 <laughs> shows we've never had a show like this today jason it's been fun but you know what it's that get it's like uh in baseball scott it's getaway day you know so uh, day, we've yep. just kind of anything goes travel day travel day exactly Jason, love you, buddy. Thank you so Thank much you. for coming. I got something for you in another room. I'm going to give it to you here in a second. Listen, uh, let's get uh, Scott. Scott. Let's get John and Jonathan in here. Let's play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up uh, the last show for 10 days right after this. Today is Friday, April the 7th. Thank God it's finally Friday. This is my last day. I have to work now for 10 days. Not Well, wait a minute. It's the last day, John. Oh, so you got to see this. That I have to work. Okay. And well. That's uh, you do work. I do, but uh, I lead a pretty, I lead a pretty good life. But it's my last day until Monday, April the seventeenth, when I come back uh, from uh, my little adventure at the uh, with my family and Linda's family at the Outer Banks. This is going to be exciting, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what's really cool, her sister, uh, her uh, Linda's sister that lives in the state of Washington, Julie, she's going to be coming in town. Uh, we're going to have Paul and Sam and their dogs. Did I tell you I'm not taking Molly, though, Jonathan? Did I tell you that? Yeah, we decided, dude. She's, you know, she turned 13 last month. And she's having a little bit of a hard time. She's having a hard time just coming up the three steps, coming into the carport. And I, dude, this house is it's three stories, and it, I don't have an elevator. I can't believe I, didn't, I got one without an elevator. And I just can't. There's no way she would be able to climb those steps every day, you know, for seven days. So. We're going to leave her here. Let's get you a little papoose and carry her around. I, I've thought about that. And that's one thing I thought about was, you know, carrying her up and down the steps. But, but uh, then he wouldn't be okay after those seven days. Yeah. After seven? Probably the first day I would be. Uh, <laughs> I'm in a lot better shape now, thanks to you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. And a little worse, thanks to that that sandwich at Harp and Deals. Giggity. Oh, it was so good yesterday. Who gets gravy on a you know a salad? <laughs> really? They call it dressing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There you it go. was sausage gravy, Brian. We all know what it was. They don't Man. even serve it there. That was the weird thing. He brought <laughs> it from home. <laughs> <laughs> what was it I had? Uh, sausage gravy. Sometime in the Oh no, no, I know Chef what it was. Farmer. No, no, it was at your at a sponsor of both uh, the uh, the Brian Hank show and Bucklesbury.com, King's Restaurant. Oh, yes. Uh, Linda and I went last week for Brenner, and their sausage gravy, dude. Just drink it with a straw, right? No, it, oh, it, was, no, it was so good. It had like hamburger. It didn't have sausage in when it. When I said drink it with a straw, that was a compliment. Oh, it had hamburger steak chopped up in it. Oh, my goodness. I, I am not joking. Do they have EMS on staff? <laughs> no, but I got to tell you this, and I hope I don't get in trouble with uh, – with, uh, uh, Joe, when I tell you this, but I'm in line. It's a buffet, you know, the breakfast buffet, dude. I literally got like six or seven eggs, probably worth of what scrambled eggs. What's wrong with you, <laughs> dude? I just love scrambled eggs, man. I love them. Seven eggs, Brian. Well, you know, I filled up half the plate. And it Have was you about... ever been to a buffet with him before? Yes, he has. Seven eggs. Brian? I would bet it was six or seven eggs. Yeah, probably. So anyway, may I finish my that story? Would feed my entire family breakfast. Well, you have a you have a, a nice. That's counting family. me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, can I finish my story, please? Oh, you hate it when people interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> Point well taken. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. man, let me tell you that sausage. It was a it was a hamburger steak gravy. Yes. 
Dude, there, I'm, this is not an exaggeration. There was a chunk in there that was at least two inches long and about a half inch to an inch thick. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was juicy. It was delicious. And I poured it all over my eggs, my seven eggs, and my two biscuits, and uh, my grits, too. You keep, awesome. you keep talking about this. I'm going to need a defibrillator. <laughs> it was so good, man. It was so good. But uh, anyway, so there you go, John Dawson. Seven eggs. That's, that's the insanity. But they're so good at King's. I'm not joking. I they're, know they're good. I mean, scrambled up just right, you know. Oh, I threw me some shrimp on there, too. I forgot to tell you that. I threw probably a handful uh, of a shrimp. Turn. <laughs> it it's was, Brenner, and I had shrimp. <laughs> what was Brenner plus shrimp? There's nothing wrong with that. Shrimp is good for breakfast. People eat chicken and waffles for breakfast. What's wrong with adding some shrimp to your, uh, to your hamburger steak, gravy, and biscuit? People also do drugs, but I don't condone it. <laughs> no, he's probably right there. Yeah. I know, John Dawson, we're going a little bit long here, but I had to uh, I had to share that story. But uh, are y'all going to miss me? I'm going to be gone for 10 days. We're not going to do the show for 10 days. You're not. Wait a minute, what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we're getting, we're, getting, like, <clears throat> we're getting some cash thrown at us to do the show. Somehow, Corey Povar has something to do with this, doesn't he? Is he going to be hosting it now? No, I don't think he has that much pull. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who is it then? Jason Bryant? Is he doing God, the show? No. <laughs> who? Who then? John. John Dawson is going to. Wait a minute. He is the mastermind behind all of my <laughs> evil plots. If I get back and I see you wearing the quarter zip and you've crossed out <laughs> Brian Hanks and it says John Dawson on it. He's got duct tape over it. <laughs> yeah. What is it in. Uh, uh, and uh, Ricky Bobby, you got my, you, you crudely pasted your face over uh, my family portrait. Yes. Wait a minute, I'm not going to come home and all my pictures in this hallway here are going to be your picture over crudely pasted over my face, is there? Getting into single white female territory now. <laughs> there you go. Well, you see, you never saw Ricky Bobby, though, did you? I did not. Yeah, see, you would understand. Tell him how funny that scene is. It's a funny, just all of it's funny. The whole yeah. movie. Great movie. Great movie. Even Sasha Baron Cohen's funny in that yeah, movie. Yeah, he's all I mean, right. I'm not against it. And Gary Cole, I'm a big Gary Cole fan, so that what that may be what gets me to finally watch it. He's very good in it. He's, uh, what's his daddy's name? Ricky Bobby. No, he's Ricky Bobby. What is his daddy's Reese name? Reese Bobby. Reese Bobby. I should remember that. That's my grandpa Hanks. His name was Reese. So I should remember that. And when he wore a wig, they called it Reese's Pieces. No. No. Okay. The birthday game is sponsored by Goeco. It is. And Jonathan Massey, you've now won two days in a row. You now lead three days to one. Uh, tell us about uh, Goeco Office Automation. Well, Goeco Office Automation is a streamlined company headed up by Jock Passelig. They're not going to give, give you the runaround trying to get you to buy their products. They're going to be honest with you, and you're going to be so impressed you're going to walk out of there with an entirely new office automation system from printers to copiers to, I don't know, touchscreen panels. Everything you can imagine you can get from Jacques and his crew down at Go Eco Office Automation. And if you want to get in on that action, you just need to give them a call. How do you do that? You pick up the phone. Okay, and then you do what? You dial, unless you have a rotor phone, and you put your finger in there and spin it. But anyway, 252. 252-286-286-53-53-54. Do people you, still have rotary phones, though? I'm, I'm sure, sure there's a few. And I miss them, too, because you could slam them down. You don't, get, you don't get to hang up on people anymore. You do that, you break your screen. Yeah, And it made people more patient because you had to die. There were a lot of nines in it. You just It just made you more patient. There Microwaves you and remotes have ruined people's patience. 
I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, he's got websites too, though, right? Yeah, goecoNC.com or what is goeco.com? There you go. Our first uh, get our first calling uh, oats. It's one of them. Darryl All Hall. or oats. <laughs> Which one is it? Oh, you don't want to guess. Daryl Hall. Hall. No. John Oates. There you go. Jeez. Today is John Oates' birthday. Who, if you did the greatest mustaches of all time, John Oates would have to be up there with Tom Selleck, probably. Yeah, even though he hadn't had a mustache in 30 years. To my uh, Tom Selleck? John Oates. Really? Really. I did not know that. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott has a glorious mustache. Who else? Not Rosie beard. O'Donnell. <laughs> uh... This is I can't go for that. No can't do. I do. I know. Dude, Hall and Oates, man. If, if this was put out today under a different name, it would be a hit. I mean, oh yeah, you're right. I'm gonna because uh, all the pop stuff that comes out now sounds like an '80s redo. Uh, Hall and Oates. I'm a big Hall and Oates fan. I have their box set. Love it all. They, they, they people these days. I mean, I'm talking the younger generation. Even I would even say uh, Massey over there. You probably don't realize uh, Hall and Oates were the... They're the most successful duo in popular music history. I didn't realize that. As far as sales. Did stuff. you know that? Had no idea. Hall and Oates fan. They're fun. I loved them. I loved them. I really did. Sarah Smile, that's another one that jumps out to me. This right here is um, awesome. I wanted to do Rich Girl, but I didn't. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I Man know. Eater, One on One. Yeah. Uh, out of Touch. To, you're just going down. Aba- you literally just did like three songs in a row a- right here. Abandoned Luncheonette, Don't Go Out. Adult private ed- Eyes. Adult Education, Private Eyes, Kiss on My List. You Make My Dreams. Come True. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I do? Thank you. World Nightmares. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Jonathan Massey, you won yesterday. You've won the last two days in a row. You get to go first here. How old today is John Oates of Holland Oates? Just for clarification, they were popular back late seventies, early eighties. And I do. Uh, Please say something quick. That you want me to. Seventy. Seventy-six. He said seventy-six, Brian. He's not seventy-six. How old would you say, John Dawson? But uh, chorus, come on, think while the chorus is on. No can do. Uh, I can't go for that. Oh no, no can do. Okay, seventy-five. By God, John Dawson, you got it. And I heard you. You actually said Jonathan Massey went 70, 76. You were going to say 75. Why didn't you? It just seemed like too clean of a number. Yeah. He is 75. I tell you what, though, for someone who did not know how old John Oates was, you got to give Jonathan Massey. He gets nothing for me. <laughs> I love it. I love you guys, man. Y'all go for that every time. and You know that I love it, and it's just awesome. So uh, there you go. You take a one and nothing lead, Jonathan Massey, and it goes to you. He's one of the greatest wahoos of all time. Probably the greatest New York Giants running back. He's been on this show on Super Bowl Sunday a couple of years ago. It's Michael Vick. <laughs> 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 High five. Oh Try again. Tiki Barber. Tiki Barber, who, uh, by the way, it's also Rondé Barber's birthday, too, today. I don't know if you <laughs> no know. No kidding. Because <laughs> yeah, they're twins, you know, Tiki and Rondé Barber. Uh, Rondé Barber's now in the Hall of Fame, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and Tiki is not far behind him, I don't think. 
in my opinion, he should be in the in the Hall of Fame. And uh, y'all remember that show a couple of years ago when I fanboyed out and was like, <laughs> you remember when you ran for that touchdown against? Uh, the I really hope you didn't do. That, I really. did. Oh, I thank did. God. But uh, he's got a lot more composure than we give him credit for. <laughs> I gotta, well, we don't give him credit for any, so. There he goes. If I even have a little bit of composure, it's incredible. It's a lot more than we give you credit for. One of the most fun interviews I've ever done. And he was, you know, they always say, don't talk to your heroes. You know, I mean, because you're going to be let down. I think you've even said that before, John Dawson. He could not have been nicer. He had, was doing Super Bowl hits all day, you know, doing hits on t- on radio stations. And to think he got started with a tiki theme barbershop. I mean, how do you go from that to being a big star like that? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I just remember how nice he was. He had, like, some lined up, and he said, I'm going to run over on a couple of these. Can we start a little bit later? And I was like, and I, I mean, he called me, didn't message me, called me and asked me, and I was like, that's no problem. I said, listen, I'm on your time. I appreciate you doing this. And he was, I guess he was so blown away by how kind I was that he said, hey, we'll go as long as you want to go. And we ended up going about 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. And he's giving her, and originally I had, like, a 12-minute block that I had. We ended up going 25 minutes. And if you want to listen to that, Go to uh, BrianHanks.com. That That should be the only location given out to find this show, by the way. There you go. BrianHanks.com and just uh, search for Tiki Barber and you will find that great interview. And then I'll say, and I've not followed up on it. I need to do it because he even said, listen, you call me anytime. Anytime you want me on your show, well, I'll be proud I'm having trouble finding Clubman Aftershave. Since he owns a barbershop, you think he could get me a deal on it? Because they don't have it at Sally's anymore. It's kind of hard to find. Brian's now taking another nine gallon sip of water. It's only a 16.9-ounce bottle. Yeah. But it's never-ending. It's like a gobstopper. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Tiki Barber, man. Just one of the he, one of the good guys, man. We've had a great, great, He great had that big hit with Elton John in the 70s. <laughs> what year did he retire? <laughs> it was like, oh, six. Something like that. Yeah. Never get you to the night. John Dawson, how's Tiki Barber today? No, don't go breaking my heart. I'm sorry. That was John Lennon. I have no idea who this guy is. I'm going to say 52. Jonathan Massey. Pretty good. Are you going to give him credit? No. (laughs) 51. He was born April the 7th, 1975, so he's 48 today. Oh. Yeah. I'm glad you missed it. For all the mean things you just did, I'm glad you missed it, John Dawson. I did the – Don't go breaking my heart. It's now tied one-to-one. It goes back to you, Jonathan Massey. Probably the greatest running back in uh, uh, Dallas Cowboys history. It's Tony Dorsett. Okay, what'd you say? Emmitt Smith. Uh, Okay, second best? Tony Dorsett. Tony Dorsett. Yeah, you're right. Emmitt Smith should probably be the number one, since he is all-time leading player in rushing. Which, coincidentally, I don't consider Emmitt Smith to be the best running back of all time. Yeah, I don't either. Honestly, Jim Brown would be up there. Absolutely. Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. I even put, I personally would put Marcus Allen ahead of Emmitt Smith. And then if, if only Bo uh, Jackson. If Bo Jackson hadn't have uh, ripped Tore out of, his uh, hip out of place. Running. Because <laughs> somebody grabbed his leg and he I wouldn't know. stop. He was just such a machine. I think he could have been. I still think he's the greatest athlete of all time, Bo Jackson. Natural athlete. Yeah, oh, natural 100%. athlete, yeah. But uh, Tony Dorsett over there, uh, Jonathan Massey, how old is he today? I think Dorsett would have had to have been before Emmett. 
63. You say 63 uh, there, uh, Jonathan Massey. What do you say, John Dawson? 64. He was born April the 7th in the year of our Lord, 1954. He's 69 years old today, gentlemen. 69. That's how old he is today, John Dawson. So you won, John. Congratulations. You did. You won that one. That, uh, that. Two to one. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. yeah we split the running backs. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, okay. Hey, here's our next one. Uh, I don't even know how to describe him other than just uh, a great action hero from the Orient. It's Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Look at you. Uh, Jackie Chan. Today is his birthday. He's a, he's a good, he's a, I make it sound like he's dead. He's not dead. He's, he is a good actor, isn't he? Yeah. I've always enjoyed him. I don't think he's ever had a stunt man. Yeah, that's right. He does all his own stunts. When too. it comes to pretending to kick somebody, he's at the top of the list. I he don't think he pretends. Yeah. So he's kicking actors in the face in the movies yeah. for real? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Jackie Chan over there, John Dawson. Today is his birthday. How old is Jackie Chan today? 72. You say 72. What do you say? Is that what you were going to say? Yeah. What's uh, John Dawson leads two to one right now. That's what it is. Seventy-three. Ah, would you believe that Jackie Chan and Tony Dorsett were both born on the same day, same year, April the seventh, nineteen fifty-four? You know how old that makes them there, John Dawson? Sixty-nine, Brian. Sixty-nine years old, both of them today. So, uh, congratulations! You've already clinched the day there, uh, John Dawson. <laughs> you said clinch. <laughs> so uh, you, it's three to one. We'll still do this last one anyway. It's a dead person. So, John, uh, you should probably get your calculators out for this one. Uh, no can do. I can't go for that. No. Uh, no can do. I can't go for that. Voice uh, lesson. You're so mean. God, you're mean. I'm product of my environment, Brian. Wow. Okay. Uh, this, uh, this artist died in 1959. Buddy Holly. Somebody recorded this off of an album. Did you hear that? 78. Oh, um, lady, lady day. Um, yep. <laughs> okay, you know her nickname and not her. You wouldn't know it if you weren't looking at the computer. She sang Strange Fruit. That was her big signature song. Um, God, why am I having a brain lock? This is Strange Fruit. Just say who it is. Let's say who it is. You want to try a guess on the artist there, uh, Jonathan? Mann? I don't know. <laughs> Billy Holiday. There you go. Dude, lady sings the blues. Bono name checks are in Angel of Harlem. Yes, Lady Day got diamond eyes. She sees the truth behind the lies. Angel of Harlem. Angel of Harlem. Yep. Look at my boy over here, Jonathan uh, John Parrott Dawson. This is Strange Fruit. You know what year this came out? I don't. 1956. Just three years before she died. Yes. So Billie Holiday over there, Jonathan Massey, she died... Well, 64 years ago, so how old would she be if she were alive today? 
111. You say 111. John Dawson, how old would Billie Holiday be if she were still alive today? 110. You went the right direction. She was born April the 7th, 1915, so she would only be 108 years old today. I was going to say 104, but I was trying to be safe. Well, I uh, don't want to trouble with the with uh, the booze and yeah. whatnot. For yeah. good reason, if you read about her. Yeah, but yeah. absolutely. But uh, congratulations, John Dawson, on our last show for a week and a half. You uh, win four to one today. Uh, you you uh, you still trail three days to two, mm-hmm. but uh, you actually lead thirteen to twelve in birthdays. Well, yeah. you guys, can, the fix is in. I'm sure, but we'll figure something out. There you go. A couple birthdays, and I know this first birthday. You love her as much as I do, John Dawson. It's June Cummings. Oh, today yeah. is June Cummings' birthday. Say happy birthday, and I'll turn. I'll pot this down so you. She can probably give her a likes proper, Billy Holiday. She probably does. Well, why not? Why not keep playing it then? Uh, bir- t- tell happy birthday to June Cummings. I'm sorry. Happy birthday, June. Very nice lady. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's always been incredibly nice to me. Uh, when the column started getting a little traction, uh, her and her husband took me out to eat at the uh, country club. They had you to get, wrote about it. They had to, like, you know, get several security clearances, but they got me in there somehow. <laughs> happy birthday to her. She's one, she's one of my bosses. She's a county commissioner now here in uh, Lenore County. Oh, so. I need to give her a call then. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Do you know June, Jonathan Massey? In passing, maybe. Yeah. I think I've met her around you before. Sweet, sweet, sweet lady. Lives right around the corner here. In fact, if you stand out in my backyard and you yell June and she was standing in her yard, she could hear you right now. Uh, Also, today is Lydia Rivers' birthday. She's been a guest here on the show several times, a a professional basketball player and uh, Derek Rivers' uh, sister. Mm -hmm. So, uh, think the world of her, too. So, for the last time for 10 days, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, if you're today is your birthday, have a great birthday. Have a great weekend. Have a great 10 days. We'll see you back here on the birthday game presented by Goeco Office Automation. Vacation boys mocking us. <laughs> on Monday, April the 17th. Are you going to miss me, John? Oh, you just don't know. Jonathan? Huh? Uh, you're going somewhere? <laughs> Dear God. Have a great uh, week and a half. We'll see you on Monday, April the 17th on the birthday game presented by Goeco Office Automation. And, uh, yeah, so I uh, got to tell you, very interesting there as, I'm, uh, as we're finishing up the birthday game that I uh, got a nugget of uh, how's this for breaking sports news. And uh, if you're listening here in our final minute and 40 seconds of the final show for 10 days, you're getting a nice nugget. How about this? Amaji Dodd. Amaji Dodd is, uh, it looks like he's going to be transferring from Charleston Southern to Winston-Salem State University. How about that? Talk about an Eastern North Carolina connection from uh, from uh, like from ENC to Winston Salem State. We've been talking about it for a while uh, with what's going on over at ECU with uh, Mike Schwartz, but uh, man, the same thing is going on over at uh, Winston Salem State too. But it looks like Amaji Dot headed uh, to his third school now. He started at UNC Wilmington to Charleston Southern, and now looks like potentially to. Uh, Winston-Salem State University. So uh, that was just, I don't know if it's a rumor, but uh, a very well-placed source just sent me that, like I said, as we were wrapping up the week. Listen, thank you so much uh, for uh, putting up with us here today on today's show. A very different kind of show for sure. Congratulations again to Paul. Thank you to all my guests this week, all my guests today. We will be off for 10 days. We will be back on Monday, April the 17th. Thank you so much for listening to uh, the show. Thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you to you, Jason Bryant. You're the man. 
Love that guy to death, man. Hey, have a great Easter. Have a great Easter week. We'll see you on Monday, April the 17th on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.